0: Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this
1: show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. If you, say what you, wanna say. you guys, I am so fired up. I'm fired up for a couple of reasons. One, I'm in my RV and we're in Florida and it's gorgeous out and we're traveling the country and we are talking to people about God. It's so amazing what God is doing in this great U.S. of A. But you can't talk about God without mentioning children. God was, Jesus was really clear. He said, bring the children to me. And so um, I believe that our guest that we have on today is doing that. She's encouraging, like an evangelist, to tell mothers and fathers at home to bring the children to Jesus through homeschooling. And I've got a wonderful guest, Yvette, Yvette Hampton. Thank you for coming on with us. Thank you for having me. Now, you guys, this is part two. I want you to go back to part one um, on the school how, uh, on homeschooling craze. That's what's happening. But they did a documentary called Schoolhouse Rocked, The Homeschool Revolution. I want you guys to go and find it. Um, it, it. It's just amazing when they talk about what perspective we need to start to have when it comes to our schools that the state doesn't own our children, but God owns our children. God loves our children, and why it's important that we should consider. I'm not bashing. I'm just saying consider homeschooling. Now, I was that woman who had that frame of mind. No, absolutely not. I can't homeschool. It'd be too crazy. Uh, But these guys did an amazing documentary that really opened my eyes up. And uh, if I had grandkids, man, I'd even consider homeschooling grandkids. Do you have any that are grandparents at homeschool? Sure, absolutely. There's actually a whole
0: organization um, led uh, by uh, the Heckies and it's grand grandparents of homeschoolers. And actually, they're not the ones who do the homeschooling of their own kids. So there are many, many grandparents who do homeschool. You know, if mom and dad are working and they can't, um, they can't homeschool themselves. There are a ton of grandparents who have taken on that role and responsibility, which I think is amazing. Um, but grandparents of homeschoolers is another set of grandparents who really come alongside of their their kids who are, grand, uh, who are homeschooling their grandkids and support them and encourage them and help equip them
1: um, through this homeschool journey. Mm-hmm. And just uh, real briefly, because we talked about it in uh, show number one, um, they put together a documentary that was amazing, Schoolhouse Rocked, uh, The Homeschool Revolution. Um, and you guys, I encourage you to go and listen to it. Where can they find that, event? Schoolhouse rocked.com.
0: It's R O C K E D. Schoolhouse rocked.com has all of the information. They can uh, purchase tickets for the streaming download on the website, and, they, and people can actually set up a group showing. A lot of people are showing it at their churches and local theaters, co ops, things like that.
1: It's just it, It's just a great benefit. Keep your mind open, friends. Don't keep it closed. Go, oh, yeah, no, no, I got to send my kids off. I need my free time. I need to be able to work out. Let's talk about free time for a minute. I'm going to ask you some tough questions in the second show. Let's ask about free time. Where do you find free time if you're planning curriculums and you're with your kids all day? uh, Share that with me because some of us, that's the top thing on the charts, thinking I just need a couple minutes to myself. Sure. (laughs) Well, um, the honest answer is I don't have a lot of free time. Um,
0: You know, it's, it's really funny. I had a neighbor years ago and we were in probably our fifth year of homeschooling at that time. And she, she was a little girl who lived next door. And she said to me one day, she said, why do you homeschool your, your kids? And so I told her, you know, all of our reasons for homeschooling as you know, I needed to explain to a. I I think she was six at the time. <laughs> and she said to me, well, you do know that if you didn't homeschool them, you would have a lot of time to go to lunch and get your nails done and go to the movies with your friends. Right. And it just cracked me up. And I, I said, yes, I, I fully recognize that. <laughs> um, I don't have as much time as maybe some moms would have who have their kids in school, but here's the thing. I only have my kids for 18 years and I can never get that time back with them. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean that my whole world is completely consumed with them. I am one who's very, very blessed to have a husband who is so gracious to walk this journey with me. I know that not everyone has a husband who does that, um, my husband is very encouraging in our home. I mean, he he's part of the journey with us. You know, obviously, he just directed a movie about homeschooling. And so he really understands my need for uh, being able to breathe and being able to hang out with my mom friends. As a matter of fact, tomorrow night, I'm going to a mom's night with some other homeschool moms and we're just getting together and having food and playing games and just you know having some mom time alone. And that's really important. There are times where I just say, you know what? I need to just go to the store by myself or I need to go take a drive. I need to go be by myself. And so I definitely have those times where I need to step away from my family, not because I don't love them or like them, but because I do need to breathe. I need to have a little bit of mommy time or a little bit of friend time. I go to breakfast with friends and coffee with friends and stuff, but it's it's not real often that I do that. Mm-hmm. Um and even in the evening, you know, when my girls go to bed, they're now at the ages where they don't need us as much. You know, they're 11 and and almost 16. And so, you know, we, we do our family devotions at night, we pray together and then they go off and they basically put themselves to bed now, which is fantastic. Now for a mom who has young kids, that's not possible. And it wasn't possible for me for many years because, you know, they need mom, Mm -hmm. but um, there are ways that we can find time to make time for ourselves. However, I think that our, our society has told us, you know, we, we've heard that it's me, 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 and all about me where we think. We need our own time. We, we, need, we, we do need to take care of ourselves. That's very important because we're better, we're better moms and better wives when we actually do take care of ourselves physically, emotionally, spiritually, but I think-
1: Oftentimes we're under the illusion that we need to have a
0: lot of free time for
1: ourselves. Mm -hmm. I I just did a show um, called Take Back Your Time. You guys look it up, listen to it. Um, It's from the perspective of there are things you don't have to do. right? Um, You know, you don't have to bake cupcakes for the entire neighborhood. I mean, you know, things (laughs) like that. And so, um, you know, I believe that one of your homeschool moms on your... um, On your video, said uh, teach from the state of rest, R E S T, rest. Um, What does that mean when she says that?
0: Sure, that's Sarah McKenzie. And she does talk about that. And that is, you know, oftentimes I think as moms, we, and this kind of goes back to the having time for ourselves, we tend to think that. When we homeschool our kids, we bring them home. Almost every single new homeschool mom, myself included, when I first started, thinks that we need to make our home look like the classroom. We need to start school at seven o'clock in the morning, or you know maybe eight o'clock in the morning, and we need to have every every class scheduled out throughout the day, and we need to have you know recess and lunch break, and we put so much pressure on ourselves to make our homeschool look like a traditional school. And that's simply not practical. And what ends up happening is that these moms feel so overwhelmed because they just feel like I can't get it all done. I can't possibly take care of my family, take care of my home, homeschool my kids, be there for my husband, be there for my friends. You know, as women, we're wives, we're moms, we're daughters, we're friends, you know, we're, we're aunts, we're nieces, we're all of the things and we feel like we have so many people pulling us in different directions. And I remember, you know, for years and, and sometimes to be honest, I still feel this way for years. I, I lived with guilt because I always felt like I was letting someone down. If I'm paying attention to my kids too much, then I'm not paying enough attention to my husband. If I'm paying attention to my husband too much, I'm not paying attention to my kids. Or, you know, I haven't called my mom in three weeks because I just simply haven't had 30 minutes to sit down and spend time talking on the phone with her. And so we put all of these pressures of life on ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so when Sarah talks about teaching from rest, she's talking about giving what we have, putting it at the feet of Jesus and trusting him with our offering. It's the, the, the loaves and fish. We give him our very small offering and we trust him to multiply it. But we think that we need to fill in every single gap. We need to teach our kids every single thing that they're ever going to learn in life. And that's simply not possible. And so moms put so much pressure on themselves to do that. And in reality, it's it's not practical. It's not possible. And the Lord's going to fill in the gaps. We're going to teach them what they need to learn before they leave our home. But learning is a lifestyle. It is a lifelong venture for our kids. It's not just the first 18 years of their lives and then that's all the learning they're ever going to do. And so um, teaching from
1: us really is an important part of homeschooling. You know, and there's a lot of benefits to homeschooling. And one of them that I I had heard was um, that a mother uh, who knows their student, who knows them inside and out—you know, you've got the small ratio of student to teacher—that um, that mother has the ability to teach in such a smaller amount of time what it takes the school all day to accomplish. Yes. And our neighbors, the Conrads—a shout out to them. Um, mom was a very uh, popular and well-known dentist. Uh, she ran her own uh, company, and Dad stayed home, mm-hmm. and he's the one that homeschooled the kids. And they had so much fun. They weren't stuck to that eight to five o'clock time frame. You know, they would come and they would go and go to hockey practice and have fun and teach along the way and in between. So it gives you a whole lot more flexibility. Mm -hmm. Yes.
0: we A a good friend of ours um, wrote a, a book recently. Her name is Dorinda Wilson. It's called The Four Hour School Day. She has graduated seven of her eight children from homeschool wow. they were homeschooled all the way through and so she she can literally write the book she has written the book and her her adult children are doing great and what she learned was and what we've learned is that the school day doesn't need to take 7 hours the reason it takes 7 hours is because when you have a classroom full of 30 kids it takes so much time to rein in all the kids for all the class correction all you know like just the mechanics of a classroom take more time than the actual teaching and learning in a classroom. And so even for a high school an advanced high school student, you don't need more than four day four hours a day and that's not necessarily four hours in one sitting. That's four hours throughout the day. and for the elementary years, we're talking two hours max. And if you're talking kindergarten your or first grade, Like 30 minutes or an hour max is all the instruction they need spread out through the day. But part of that is allowing our kids to be outside and explore God's creation, allowing them to play and experiment with, you know, whatever it is they like, building Legos, listening to audiobooks. I mean, there's so many things that the homeschool world encompasses, but we think we need to have them sitting at a desk for seven hours a day. And that's just simply not true. And it's not, it's not even not true, but it's not healthy
1: for our kids to do that. You know, and I think you hit it on the on the head. You know, in Minnesota, there's a bunch of talk about CRT, critical race theory. They're they're talking about you know who, what involvement should parents have, if at all, in the say of what's taught in the classrooms. Do you think that that's impacting a lot of people who are leaving the public schools and deciding to go and homeschool themselves?
0: I I do think it is. I think that parents who are paying attention to what is being taught and
1: what is that's happening that's key paying that attention key. parents find paying out what they're talking attention. about know what mm-hmm. your kids are being
0: taught you know the crt garbage is is exactly that it's garbage you know we but but if you look back at, when we very first started homeschooling 11 years ago our main concern was that our daughter was going to be taught from, a evolutionary, from an evolutionary perspective. And we wanted her to be taught from a biblical worldview. And that was the main decision. Uh, that was why we made that decision not to put her in a public school because we don't want her to be taught evolution. Well, now it's gone so much further, but you you see that that string of events. And if you start at evolution and you're teaching these kids that their life has no value, that they were made from nothing, instead of teaching them that they were made in the image of a holy and loving God, why wouldn't we be at the point where we're teaching them CRT yeah. and we're teaching them, you know, comprehensive sex ed and everything, because there's no value for life. And so for us, you know, what we teach our girls is you were made on purpose for a purpose, you know, Psalm 139, 13 and 14 for I, formed your inward parts. You knitted me together in my mother's womb. I praise you for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. We teach our girls all the time since they were teeny tiny. I will just look at them in the eyes and say, you were created on purpose and for a purpose. And my whole goal in teaching my kids at home is to teach them what God's purpose is for them in life. I truly don't care how well they do on math. I care that they do their best because God tells us that we're to do our very best in all that we do. But I couldn't care less if they make it to, you know, trigonometry. I don't Mm -hmm. care about that. Mm -hmm. I care that God created them on purpose for a purpose. And what are they going to do with this life on this earth that God has given them? And how are they going to impact his kingdom? And when you pull CRT and CSE and all the other garbage that's being taught in evolution into the mix, none of that is being, they're actually teaching the complete opposite of that.
1: Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, how many times do they hear that in a day that yeah. God loves you just the way or He created you perfectly in His eyes? He knows the plans He has for you, declares right. the Lord. And, you know, uh, I have friends where their kids have graduated from home school, applied to college, and they were way like years ahead of mm-hmm. the kids who are leaving other school systems. So, uh, you know, there's great benefits, there's benefits galore. So if somebody's listening and they're like, okay, Maybe I want to consider this or I've wanted to do this but I'm not really quite sure how. How does somebody get started? Well, we a couple of ways that we
0: can help them. One we have a weekly podcast. It actually is a three-part episode that airs each week Monday, Wednesday and Thursday with the same guest. Where we do 320 320- Uh, on school at schoolhouserocked.com. Um, it's the schoolhouse rocked podcast. So you can find it on any podcast platform, uh, but you can also find it through the website schoolhouserocked.com. Um, but we bring tons of encouragement. As a matter of fact, for the last couple of months, we've been doing a meet the cast lineup. And so, you know, most of our cast members that are in the movie have been on the podcast. So, you know, a few weeks ago we had Ken Ham last week, we had Heidi St. John this week we have Sam Sorbo and we're doing this huge lineup of, of, guests, but we also have just your typical guests, you know, authors, speakers, typical homeschool moms who just bring the encouragement and resources that homeschool families need. And then um, as the movie released, we actually just published a book. It's called the homeschool survival kit. And it's, it's a down, it's a free download on our website. (laughs) Yeah, I know (laughs) my husband came up with that. It's It's a good name. (laughs) Uh, So that's on our website and people can download that for free from our website And that gives them very, very specific step-by-step instructions on how to get started with homeschooling. Because we didn't want to make this movie and be like, go homeschool. But just kidding, we're not going to tell you how. (laughs) Um, So that
1: will help guide them as well. Good. So they can go to your website. They can look these things up. They can get that free guide as well. Um, And then is it usually a local environment or is it more of a national one when it comes to homeschooling? Do you get my question? No, I'm not sure that I understand what you're asking. Okay, so now. the question is, do you find that um, that moms, other people uh, uh, who homeschool, that's more of a community thing? Or do you find that it's also a national event of people uh, homeschooling and gathering together?
0: Yeah, you know, it's both, actually. Because you've got your your local day-to-day moms who are in your own community, who you do your normal daily life with or weekly life, you know, if you're doing a co-op, like what we talked about in part one, um, it's really important to be involved in your local community because you need to have other like-minded families who will come alongside of you and encourage you. And, um, you know, as a matter of fact, earlier you talked about how do you find time for yourself? That's one of the greatest ways to find time for yourself. If you need just a day away, as you find another homeschool mom to say, Hey, can you take my kids for a day? And I'll take your kids for a day. And I'm going to just good. have a whole day by myself, you know, to, watch movies or take a bath or go, you know, take a walk in the park, whatever it is you want to do. Um, and then you do the same for her. So it's how the community works, but then you also have um, homeschool conventions, which are an incredible resource for homeschool families. And those are held nationwide. So every state, well, I won't say every state, I think 46 of the 50 states have a Christian state homeschool organization, which you can also find on the Schoolhouse rocked website If you go on the website, you'll see on the menu, um, I think it says homeschooling in in your state, and you can find your local homeschool organization. Where we are in Oklahoma, it's called Homeschool Oklahoma, and they are a state organization who supports not just homeschoolers um, as far as bringing encouragement and resources, but they also watch legislation. They watch all the bills that are trying to come through because as homeschool is growing, more and more people are trying to make it illegal.
1: And so they are the really? people who are- oh, Really? Yes. It's yes. not illegal in some states, is it like you had mentioned no, way back when? No, okay. no, no.
0: It's actually, as of 1993, homeschooling is legal in all 50 states. But there are a ton of people, and we talk about this in the movie, who they they want to see homeschooling outlawed because they want to have all the power and control over what our kids are
1: learning. I but mean, it's kind of it is, hard to- it's, it's persecution. That's exactly what it is. The enemy doesn't absolutely. want this to succeed. Absolutely. Absolutely. It, it's hard to have a socialist
0: communist society when kids are being taught by their parents at home from a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. And so when they can control the minds of these children, they they have all the power. And so they don't want parents to homeschool. They don't want parents to have the control over their kids' education. And so these homeschool organizations are helping to fight that battle. Mm-hmm. And so they, they most of them hold a state homeschool or uh, homeschool conference. Typically they're held between like the end of February and middle of summer, some of them towards the end of summer, Uh, but they're a great resource for families. So you've got the local community and then you've got the statewide and then nationwide community who comes together.
1: You know, now that we're talking about a national level as well, where do you see homeschooling going? I mean, what is your dream? What's the next thing that you believe uh, needs to be accomplished? I think that people need to take their kids out of public schools. Um,
0: I, I would, it, this is an interesting thing. When we first started production on this film, we were kind of under that idea that, well, you know, homeschooling is good for some people. It's not good for everyone. You know, some moms just aren't patient enough or some moms aren't organized enough or some moms just don't have what it takes to homeschool their kids. And, and I'm going to be very bold and very blunt here in what I'm about to say. And some people i may not like what I'm going to say, but if, and there's a part in the movie where it shows a barn on fire. We have to look at, look at COVID. Look at what's happened with COVID. What happened when COVID hit? Every single school in the nation shut their doors and they took their kids home. Why? Because people were scared. They were afraid of a disease that they thought might be harmful to their child. And so they took their kids out and and many parents did it reluctantly. They didn't want to do that. They didn't know how to do that, but they took their kids home because they were like, oh, there's fear. The the schools closed their doors because there was something to be afraid of. There is so much happening in the public schools now that there is a disease that I'm telling you is so much worse than COVID-19. COVID-19 is not going to take your eternal soul. But being taught and being indoctrinated with a secular, atheistic worldview could very well impact the eternal salvation and soul of our, ch- of our children. And, and let me just say really quickly, homeschooling is not the gospel. I am under no illusion that homeschooling our kids are is going to save them, even my own children. you know, Right now, they're walking with the Lord. Um, they, we, we study God's word on a daily basis, but homeschooling is not what saves my kids. It's day in and day out pouring the word of God over my kids. Psalm 1, 1 and 2 says, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law, he meditates day and night we cannot expect our children to meditate on God's law day and night when they're away from us for 40 hours a week. It's mm-hmm. just not going to happen. And so it's not that Christian kids don't come out of the public school. My husband grew up in a public school his entire life. And he is one of the most godly men I've ever known. Probably the most godly man I've ever known in my life. Cause I know him that personally, he loves the Lord and he loves serving God. And I grew up in a Christian school, like I said, and I love the Lord and there are lots of people who have grown up in public schools, but Statistically speaking, kids who are raised in a public school system versus kids who are homeschooled with a biblical worldview, those who whose parents are very intentional about what they're teaching them and what their kids are learning day in and day out have a much higher chance of continuing their walk with the Lord than those who are being indoctrinated with an atheistic, humanistic worldview.
1: Mm-hmm. What about, um, and I hate to be the devil's advocate here, but I know people are thinking of this. Um, you know, I got to work. I got to make a living. And if you mm-hmm. could just wrap that up for in one minute, that would be terrific. Um, uh, who, what would you say to a single parent? What encouragement can you give them?
0: Yeah, that's a great question. It is hard for single parents to homeschool. It's hard for anybody to homeschool, but it is harder for single parents to homeschool. And what I would say to them is one, we talked earlier about how school does not have to take seven hours a day. And that's what terrifies most moms is that I, or dads who are homeschooling is that they don't have seven hours of free time a day. Well, it doesn't need to take that much time. There are so many resources out there. You know, the kids can do video learning. There's, you know, BJU Press comes to mind instantly. BJU Press has tons of, video resources for kids. And so if your children, you know, need to learn some of their subjects by video, they can do that. The other thing is churches need to step up. Churches Mm -hmm. must come alongside of these parents, these single parents, especially, and say, how can I help veteran homeschool moms, grandmothers who don't have the responsibility of a family anymore need to come alongside these, these parents and just see what can we
1: do to help? How can we support you? Oh my goodness. We could do a whole nother show. I still have a ton of questions, (laughs) but my friends, I hate to say that our time is nearing to a close. I think what's the most important thing is that you guys listened you kept your heart open and you're considering uh, what God is putting on your heart about this. If you have any questions at all, either feel free to reach out to us at himforher.org or you can also go to schoolhouserocked.com. Yvette, you and your husband are the best. Thank you very much for everything you did, mm-hmm. and we will be praying for your success. Thank you so much. All for God's glory. Amen. This is Suge Burry. You know I love you. Over and out.